It's the first ever collection of Australian and New Zealand crime short stories, but already several more anthologies are planned to follow Volume 1 of Dark Deeds Down Under. The compilation is edited by Craig Sisterson, an expat champion of Australasian crime writing. Craig's previously written a reader's guide to the crime fiction, books, film and TV of both New Zealand and Australia. He also founded the Nio Marsh Awards and Rotorua's Noir Festival of Crime Writing. I first asked Craig how he approached editing this trans-Tasman crime anthology. Uh, this is largely commissioned, Lynn. It's 90 plus percent original news stories that have been created specifically for this anthology mainly crime novelists. We do have a couple of short story specialists who haven't written novels who are part of the first and second volume. Uh, Stephen Ross, an excellent New Zealand writer who's um, had a lot of great short stories published in American crime fiction publications and he's been part of books that have been shortlisted for the Edgar Award and stuff. But outside of him, everyone in the first volume are, are novelists because we wanted, with Dark Deeds Down Under, to have a mixture of standalone stories, but also have stories that were continuing the adventures of characters who have appeared in Australian and New Zealand crime novels. So we have the likes of Detective Sam Shepard, Vander Simon's great character. We've got a brand new short story, Detective Sam Shepard's story. Uh, The great Kerry Greenwood, who many know because of her Franny Fisher books, but she also has a Karina Chapman series about kind of a baker turned amateur sleuth, and she's written a brand new Karina Chapman story for us. Gary Dish has written a new Hirsch story for us. R.W. McDonald's written a new Nancy's short story for us. There are a couple of stories that were previously written that won awards and were only published in a small way, like in either a library magazine in Australia or a small state magazine. So we're kind of giving them a bit more of a spotlight. But the vast majority of stories are brand new. Must have been super exciting for you, Craig, as a connoisseur of murder, mystery and mayhem when the stories keep coming in. Did you find that they were inherently very different in nature. You know, you and I have spoken about this before, how crime and thriller writing has expanded, the genre has expanded so widely um, over the last, I guess, couple of decades at least. Yeah, and, and we wanted to showcase that too. We wanted to show the, showcase the breadth and depth of Australian and New Zealand crime writing. I mean, I love Outback Noir, but Australian crime writing is a lot more than Outback Noir. You know, there's some great city stuff. And it's the same. New Zealand's got urban and rural, both islands. We've got writers who've been around for 20 plus years and we've got writers who are kind of newer voices coming through. Um, So we really did want to showcase that mix. And so we have that with stories. We've got some that are a little lighter or cosier. We've got some that are darker, some that deal with like drugs and things like that. We've got some that are a little bit near future dystopian, a great story from Dan Rabartz and Lee Murray, who are a co-writing pair from New Zealand, who've won several kind of speculative fiction and horror writing awards as well as crime and thriller. You know, so there's there's a really fun mix of lighter stories, uh, police kind of stories and interesting kind of rural noir stories. And I think pretty much any crime reader will find stories they like here and different readers may prefer different stories. This is a trickier question, I think, in many ways. But if you were to have been presented these stories without the author's names and, say, any geographical names out of there, would you be able to tell the difference between the Australian and the New Zealand writers? Is there a Kiwi noir and an Aussie noir? I think there are probably more similarities between Australian and New Zealand writers compared to the rest of the world than there are differences between us, if that makes sense. But at the same time, it's like any any large group uh, and that there's more difference within the group than there is between the group and another group, you know, kind of thing. So there's a huge variety of stories. 
But there's definitely some things that come through strongly in both Australian and New Zealand crime running, Lynn. Um, the sense of place that goes beyond just the physical setting, but there's kind of a sense of threat of place in New Zealand and Australia, whether it's from drought or flood or the wild landscapes of the Southern Alps and things like that. And even in our most urban centres of Auckland and Melbourne and Wellington and Christchurch and Sydney, is that nature is not far away, whether it's the harbours or the forests or the mountains. It's kind of looming over us in a way that it doesn't do so much in the UK and other places. Um, There's also a bit of a slightly different sense of humour sometimes than um, some of our kind of international counterparts as well. Probably some a little bit Scottish or Irish, but different to English and US at times. So there are some similarities, Lynn, but there's also a lot of differences between the stories. As I said, there's a diverse array of storytellers here. And some, as you mentioned before, have detectors or sleuths and some don't. But I, I think one of the things that mm. tickled me are the range of sleuths, the unconventional mm. sleuths. So you do have, um, you know, the ex-detectives and the current detectives like Sam Shepard you mentioned before. But there's, um, there's a sleuth who's a baker. There's a sleuth who's uh, uh, an art dealer in Melbourne. Uh, and mm. the Nancy's, of course, very un- unconventional and quite delightful. And I guess that's really important, whether it's a short story or a novel, that if you have a sleuth, they are engaging. Absolutely. And one of the things that we wanted to do with our Dark Deeds Down Under, what was intended to be an anthology, and I can kind of tell you now, Lynn, that we are already planning a second and third volume because the first one came together so well and it was supported so widely by crime writers in Australia and New Zealand that we decided pretty much before we'd finished the first one to do a second and a third one. But one of the things we wanted to do is, is have both authors that people could go, oh, I really like that story. I'm going to go to the library or my favourite local bookshop and get some of their novels. And beyond that, sometimes they can actually go read more stories about the same characters because some of those characters are in novels as well. I know one of the things that you love about crime and thriller writing is the 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 real life issues that a lot of the writers <clears throat> will attend to, you know, uh, psychological thrillers or crime writing. Uh, And does that come through in uh, Dark Deeds Down Under in these short stories? And if so, what are some of the the issues that you feel are particularly pertinent? It still does, Lynn, though, to be honest, because it's a shorter story, you don't have as much room to explore larger social issues. And and I do very much feel that, as Ian Rankin and Dennis Lehane and Val McDermott and others have said, is that crime fiction is like the modern social novel. Crime is a Crime writing is an amazing way to explore so many things in our society, so many important key issues in a confronting way and an exciting page-turning way so people don't feel lectured to. They're just learning throughout an exciting story. And definitely there's issues that are touched on. They're probably touched on a little bit more lightly in short stories because you don't have the room in a short story to kind of delve into them. But there's definitely there's definitely issues about whether it's violence against women, whether it's drugs, whether it's a sense of justice or the criminal justice system working or not. We have a wonderful short story from the marvellous Renee, who became a crime writer at 89 years of age. And people obviously know her from her amazing novels and her plays and other things, just an absolute rangatira wahini of New Zealand storytelling. And we have a great story from her, about a woman who decides to stand up for herself after a crime's committed against her in the past and things like that. So, I mean, I don't want to give too much away, but clearly there's some issues there about gendered violence and things like that. So there is, there's definitely some important social issues touched upon, and the writers have certainly done that in a really interesting way in a smaller form. You're very proud of the fact, I know, that um, over the decades you have read, and I think I'm quoting you here, thousands of crime novels from many hundreds of authors all over the globe since you're a wee thing, um, living in the top of the South Island. But is it harder for you to get scared 
now? Does a writer of crime and thriller have to work that bit harder to unnerve <laughs> or frighten Craig Sisterson? Possibly, uh, if I'm being honest, possibly in terms of... I, I probably don't get scared by crime writing much now. I enjoy it. I get thrilled by it. I get excited by it. I, I'm caught up in the story and captivated. Scared, possibly not quite so much as I was when I was younger kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, when you read more, you, you definitely develop tastes and, and things, Lynn, and it might take more for a writer to stand out to me now because... I do have to be careful sometimes when I'm reviewing things for various people as well, because sometimes there's things that I think of as cliches when I read them, and they may not be cliches for someone who hasn't read as much as I have. So I've got to be careful with that for for reviews of kind of being aware of the readers that I'm reviewing for and things like that. So I, my appreciation of crime fiction has definitely evolved, and perhaps I don't get scared as much as I used to, but I'm certainly as equally as engaged as I ever was. Craig Sisterson, who's edited Dark Deeds Down Under, Volume 1, published by Clandestine Press.